OMG What a Complete Education with Emer McLeisted and Sarah Breen is brought to you by Education and Training Boards Ireland, the national representative body for the education and training boards across the country that deliver education, training and youth work in all corners of Ireland. Whatever path you want to take in life, you'll find the way through further education and training and you'll find it right on your doorstep. Welcome back to OMG What a Complete Education. I'm Sarah Breen. And I'm Emer McLeisett. And we are the authors of a book series about Ashling. The first one's called OMG What a Complete Ashling. You may have heard of them. They're <laughs> kind of everywhere. They're in little sometimes. <laughs> um, Sarah and I actually met doing a further education course in Ballyfermot and that's where Ashling was born. Yeah. At the time, I thought well, I was just strengthening my social circle <laughs> and having a bit of crack. And little did I realise how much my life was going to change. You were also furthering your education. Very I important. was, I was. Um, I don't know how we're going to get through this episode without making a lot of kind of driving and transport puns. Yes, there are some sat-nav jokes <laughs> just <laughs> bubbling up. Because uh, what we're talking about here is kind of the further education highway, which is a roadway that can have a lot of detours. It can have a lot of bumps in the road. Twists and turns. It can be a very long journey. <laughs> there can be some crashes, yeah. unexpected items in ahead of you. Uh, first of all, we're going to be talking to Fiona, who is an absolutely gorgeous sixth class teacher in Balbriggan. And we're going to be hearing about her 11 year journey from leaving school and wanting to be a primary school teacher to actually fulfilling that dream. And then we are going to be speaking to Emer McMullen, who is coming to us from Donegal. She's not in the studio with us today. Um, and she is talking about her career where um, the rug was kind of pulled out from under her after 30 years. And she had a light bulb moment, she described it as. Um, she realised that nothing is forever and she was going to um, further her education. Yeah. And it, her story is really incredible. She's someone who's very, very passionate about education now. <laughs> uh, but first of all, we're going to have uh, Fiona. We are here now, joined in studio by Fiona Kavna, who is from Balbriggan. Welcome, Fiona. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Um, you are somebody who really embodies uh, this further education highway that some people find themselves on. Yours is kind of a long road, about 11 years. Yeah, there was definitely twists and turns along the way. There definitely yeah, was. Like it was the a roller coaster then, yeah. <laughs> you are currently a sixth class teacher going back to school. Um, where did you start off in your education journey? So I suppose it start, all started with me in the Leaving Cert. And I think like every secondary school child, they think it'll never end and you don't need to think about the next plan. And I remember I wanted, I always wanted to be a teacher and social care would have been my second option. So mm -hmm. I put those down in the CAO. And I always, looking back now, I realised I wasn't able to fully engage in education because I didn't know how to learn. It wasn't what to learn, it was how to learn it. And as a result, like I remember my Leaving Cert results day so clearly. Walked into the school and everyone was so excited and happy. And I knew deep down I wouldn't be. So I went home with my Leaving Cert results. I sat down, I looked at the envelope, the envelope looked at me. About 20 minutes passed and eventually my mom was like, just open them, just open them, come on. <laughs> and I didn't get what I wanted. And it's a lonely enough place to be when you kind of think, oh, well, everyone else is off to college. Everyone else is doing this. And I actually left myself with no options. 
So it was really lonely kind of time. Like leaving certain night wasn't the fun night that it should have been. Everyone else going off shopping with their mams to get stuff to move off to college. I kind of didn't do any of that. And I suppose it took a turn really then when my mom was like, well, we have to do something with her for the year. So she started ringing around. I think the internet wasn't too hectic back then just to kind of see what options there were for me. And one way or another anyway, I got an interview for Whitehall College and it was for childcare special needs course. It was a year long FETAC course and it had roots into further education, which I didn't really know back then was even an option to do a course. Mm -hmm. I thought it was CAO or nothing. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that's why everything was so dramatic around the time of the Leaving Cert. So I started the course and it was the most positive thing I have ever done. What, ca- what I learned in that level five course stood to me to my level nine course. I remember day one, I walked in and like I can still name all the teachers in there. And like that's a true testament to their abilities. If more than a decade later, I can still talk about them. Um, the first day I went in and th- one of the teachers, Conan, said, well, it's not I don't care where you've come from. I don't care what you've done. You're my student. You're here in front of me today with a fresh start. And that was kind of such a relief. And from there onwards, it just went into never feeling lonely, always feeling supported, being able to stay on top of the workload, which is something I could never do through my whole schooling. I couldn't. And all of a sudden, I found I was capable of these things. And that was a concept that just wasn't in my head before. You said something there about you didn't know how to learn. Yeah. When did you discovered that that was something you hadn't been able to do? Was that when you were doing this first? Oh, that was hindsight. Looking back only now in my 30s, I'd say I realised what the problem was. Because back then, you're given a load of homework, you do it, whatever. It's all snowballs, really, until you realise there's too much, you don't know where to start. Whereas Whitehall broke it down into chunks. Submit this by this date, we'll do it. This is how you do it. Okay, how do you reference? Let's start here. So because they were able to take us in such small groups and at a pace that suited the class, we were able to achieve. And that's something so cool because I really fell in love with learning during my time in Whitehall back in 2011. And from Whitehall, where did you go from there? That was the start. You're, you're starting at the very start of the, of the road. Yeah. So from Whitehall then, I was able to apply for the CAO again the next year based on my results for that. And I was so lucky I got offered a place in DCU's education and training. So it was a three year back then level eight course. And I got straight into that and I was over the moon with it because it was one step closer to my dream of primary school teaching. That was still your goal? That was still It was goal on the horizon. Yeah. yeah. Now, I did also have to repeat Irish in the leave inserts. There was a lot of balls in the air but I knew doing this would get me one step closer to where I wanted to be and mm-hmm. just see what fun and games we could have along the way. That's what it's all about though. It's all these little mm. steps that yeah. get you where you need to yeah. be. Like when I felt when I started DCU while it was great and there was the fun there and all that, it was still very anonymous. So I was used to what I'd fallen in love with, the small classroom environment where you know the teacher's name the teacher knows your name that loving kind of really caring environment and all of a sudden I was in a huge lecture hall with you're just a face yeah just a face but again using the skills of how to study where to start what time frame to do you get through it then yeah I think a lot of young people I mean a lot of young people who leave school and go straight into university they do manage and they have the skills and whatever you know whatever they've learned up to that point gets them through but then for a lot they go into a university setting and they're like I don't know what any of these people are talking about it's It's so different from school and I fall into that cohort of people as well because I I went to DCU for a year and you know I really craved that sort of leaving a small town moved to Dublin the anonymity 
none anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I got there, I was like, mm, this is actually mm. too different. I was the same. Came up from on you know, like big culture on the bus. Came up to Dublin. A oh, true Ashling. Oh, a true Ashling. <laughs> Only knew how to get from the bus stop to Trinity, which is what where I'd gotten through CAO. Yeah. And I really didn't enjoy my time there because I was really lost. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like. If you, even if you had gone straight in from school through CAO into university, you might have gotten lost there. It might I don't think out. I would have been where I am today if it wasn't for Whitehall. I'm so lucky I got offered nothing that CAO because if I had went in with the mindset of not knowing how to engage in learning or really what to do, I wouldn't have lasted the pace. So Whitehall gave me a grounding that I am so grateful for. Yeah. So then you did your degree in DCU. Yeah. Then you still needed the I Irish. I still leaving needed search. the Irish and I still needed to grow up a little bit. Yeah. So from there, I wasn't really sure. I didn't want to go back and repeat the Irish. I didn't like that's the whole idea. year. Like you have to. Yeah, it's a or big is it, deal. Can you do it in one year? Or do you have I to do did it in one year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So from there, my sister said, look, she was working in a bank at the time, said, come on in, we're hiring in my area. At least you can get a few paychecks under your belt while you sort out what you want. So I worked there a year to the day, realised banking is Definitely not for me. It's good to rule out something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> but at the same time, I still love learning. So I did uh, two of the banking exams. I don't know why now, looking back. I because no you're addicted to it. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it might give me a better understanding. So a year to the day and it was more than time to leave. So I went working with adults with special needs in a social care setting. I worked in day services. And what was that like? It was... Oh, it was the most fun ever. So I worked with adults with special needs uh, in their day service settings. Mm. They'd come in to us from nine to five for day activation. So any given day, I could be at the cinema, in the swimming pool, trips to the library, all stuff like that. So nice. it sounds really cool. Now, there was a lot of chaos with it. But I was five years there. Mm, that's hard work. It, it, yeah, no, it, it's, yeah. there's two sides to it. Yeah. yeah, like there is. But I loved it. Um, I think the day-to-day work, I would still be there doing. But I think there's a lot with management and stuff like that. I said, look, there's two options here. You can get on with it or you can get out of it. And I think I was that ready to leave that it gave me the kick I needed to go back and do the Leaving Cert. So while I was still working full time, I was doing night classes in Irish to get me up to standard to repeat the Leaving Cert. That's dedication. That's motivation. (laughs) Like looking back now, it was again a whirlwind. But at the time I was like, I need to do it to get it done to where I want to be. And it was the focus I needed. And I suppose it was the age I was at. I was 27 doing it. I wanted to do it. And that's the big difference. You have to want to any education. You have to want to do it or you won't. And we know now because you are a primary school teacher that you passed the Irish. Yeah. You went on to do a master's in education, was it? Yeah, I did that with Hibernia across two years. So throughout the pandemic, I did that wow. master's. Yeah. I was six months in. So you in did all on Zoom and... Yeah. So we had the first six months of what normal was and then all of a sudden lockdown happened and instead of doing teaching practice, I was recording myself on Zooms, teaching nobody in the sitting room. I've seen some of these videos actually online, people teaching teddy bears. And yeah. That. Just a little I, audience. That was me. I was that soldier. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, we come out of the pandemic and some stuff's put on hold and you know, you just deal with the consequences, but you can't just have two years of not having any teachers qualifying because That's who's going to teach the children? Yeah. There's a huge shortage as well. So it was really necessary. But like looking back, I gave up my income. I left my full time permanent pensionable job. I wanted to do it. I repeated the leave insert and I was ready to quit my job to go back to start again to do what maybe I should have done when I was 18 but wasn't able to. Mm -hmm. So the big question, 
Is primary school teaching everything you dreamed? Yes, and more. <laughs> That's and brilliant. More. The more I get settled in, so I was a NQT, a newly qualified teacher last year in a lovely school in Balbriggan. And now I'm going into my second year there teaching sixth class again. And I can't wait to go back in September. There's very few teachers that could say that at this stage. I'm sure the students are dying to see you as well. Yeah, <laughs> it is. The more I get settled in, the more I love it. Yeah. It's such a person-centred job. It's it really is so much fun. And what you learned about yourself and learning and the best way to learn, do you find you're able to pass that on to your, your 11 and 12 year olds? Yes, I pass on all that was said to me in Whitehall to the students about you are your own learner, you need to take responsibility, this is how I can do that. And I definitely think it's the people that make the journey for you. Mm. So you have to be, you could be that child's one good person that day. So you have to make sure that you are approachable, you are explaining things well. This is what secondary school is. And it's a really impressionable age because they're all going on to secondary school and they're nervous for their journey. So I think sharing my journey with them gives them a bit of insight into the roundabout ways of things. Well, it's it's a, such an inspiring journey. Like it's, it is a long journey to get from where you, where you were when you left school to becoming a teacher. But you did it your way. And well, it's just crazy to think. So I repeated my leave insert at 27 in Balbriggan Community College. I was old enough to be their teachers and I sat in the hall with them doing the leave insert in June. So if you add my two leave inserts together, I still don't have enough points for teaching. Yet I have a master's in it. So it just goes to show the ways they are around things. Yeah. And having met you, you just seem like someone who's born to teach. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But if you could go back to 17 or 18 year old Fiona, who was just disappointed by the CEO offers, what, would you, what advice would you give her? If you work hard, you'll get there. There's no linear approach to education. I think the more even you guys are talking to people, you realise no one had a straight path. Yeah, us included. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it is. If you want to, you will. And there's no straight way, so just enjoy the journey. And and there are supports available at the local ETBs. Completely. Like, pick that phone call my mum made to say, right, Fiona has nothing. She's no options for September. Quick, let's ring around. That changed everything. Yeah. Because who knows, really, would I just stayed working, went full time? Mm-hmm. Who knows what you would have done? I so. feel like you would have found your way back into education. I think so. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think, I think it would have happened for you. Yeah. Some way or another. Yeah. But again, I suppose it's at your own pace. Yeah. But it's taking ready. that first first step and you're lucky mm. that you have a great mom who is like, I'm going to hold your hand and guide you through yeah. this. Yeah. So, and that's what we want people to take away from the podcast is yeah. just to make that first step. We've heard so many people just talking about making that phone call. Yeah. You know, they've just said, I, I, I was so nervous making the phone call and then I did it and here I am. Yeah, because there's so much emphasis put on the CAO. Now, I'm not saying it's not important. Of course it is. But there are other ways to everything. And once you're willing to work, you will get there. Well, listen, Fiona, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really inspiring listening thank to you. Thank you guys for having me. This I just know you're a brilliant teacher. <laughs> and I wish I, I wish I had you as I a teacher know, back in the day. I I'll just, play this for the kids now <laughs> next week and see what they say. I just, like, you're a celebrity teacher. <laughs> I just know that sixth class in Balbriggan are going to have a great year. <laughs> thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you. That was an absolute pleasure to talk to Fiona Kavanagh there. She is so inspiring. And I know I feel like I'm saying this all the time, but maybe I should go back and learn. <laughs> be if there's anything, Emer, you're going to go back and do, it's definitely going to be teaching. Be you're born to the classroom. <laughs> um, but it reminds me of all the other kind of options and pathways that are available to people. Um, you can earn while you learn doing apprenticeships, traineeships. Um, you can do PLC courses. Um, look, can, if you want to get back to basics, you might be somebody who doesn't have um, a huge... Um, skill set in, in literacy and numeracy and you can still contact your local ETB and get those supports. 
Yeah, definitely. And all of that information is on etbi.ie and we'll have all of that information too in the show notes. And next, let's chat to Emer McMullen. We're joined now by Emer McMullen and she's coming to us from Donegal Town in lovely County Donegal. Emer, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, not at all. A pleasure. Thank you. So, Emer, you know, the theme of this episode is kind of using the, the further education and training highway to get somewhere where you maybe thought you weren't going when you started out on your education journey, your career journey, and, and you're kind of an embodiment of that. Can you tell us how FET or further education and training has come into your life? Yeah, um, I work in the banking sector and um, last year the bank that I that I worked for um, announced their, their wind down in the Republic of Ireland. And so that brought, you know, huge amounts of, of questions, you know, for everybody um, and, and what the future would hold for all of us. Um, and, you know, as we now know, some of us will remain in banking and, and some of them won't. But for me, um, I suppose it was kind of like a, a bit of a light bulb moment where at 48, um, married with two teenage children, I thought, OK, you know, I, I need to look, I may need to look outside of banking for new work. Um, and what is it, what is it I'd like to do? Where would I like to progress? And I felt like maybe this was my opportunity to 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 do something because I had left school, done my leave insert, and at stage my father um became very ill and the the choice for me, I suppose, was I felt I should stay at home and I helped care for him with my mum. Um, because my rest of my siblings were away and married or at college or whatever. So um, then I fell into the working world. And I mean, look, at I was very grateful to have have and still have a job in banking. I've been there for 30 years, so it's been fantastic and I've gained vast experience. But, you know, all the qualifications that I gained were all banking qualifications. And I knew that if I needed to to look at anything else, where was that going to take me outside of the world of banking? So I, I I knew myself that I didn't have any other qualifications. So I thought, OK, I'm going to have to start somewhere. And what do I do? And I suppose I looked at the jobs market and I looked at what people, you know, like me could maybe venture into or, you know, what opportunities were there. And I soon realized that really the opportunities were going to be limited no matter what my experience was, because I didn't have the paperwork and that was a big, a big bolt out of the blue for me um, and a big knock, actually, to my confidence, I suppose, because I thought, well, I have skills in so many areas, but because I don't have it on paper, what am I going to do? So um, I picked up the phone one day and I have to say I was very, very nervous, but I picked up the phone one day. Um, and, and before that, I suppose the bank, and, uh, that it, as I say, it did say, you know, encouraged us to, to look outside, to try and develop ourselves. So it gave us the time we needed to try and and figure things out for ourselves. So I rang Donegal ETB in Letterkenny. And um, from the minute that I made that phone call, I was just accepted into what I would nearly call like it was like home. Um, And, you know, it was it was the most fantastic experience, even though I knew in my heart I was kind of shaking on the other side of the phone saying, well, this is me. What what do I do? Um, And I knew, I suppose, as well, that there was an awful lot in me that I could kind of develop. Um, and while I knew I was very good at the job that I was doing, maybe there was something else that I could tap into, but I didn't really know in my heart what that was, but I knew there was something. Um, so 
from that phone call, I got through to a beautiful girl. Her name actually is Deirdre McColgan in Donegal ETB. And she spent a lot of time talking to me about what she felt, you know, I could do. Um, and she then put me in touch with a girl um, called Siobhan Murray, who is the, the head of recognition of prior learning um, in Donegal ETB. And that's really where the journey started. Yeah, recognition of prior learning is is a really kind of interesting concept. It's not um, exclusive to the Education and Training Board. I think it's it's recognised by a lot of learning institutions and universities and some employers. Um, but you found that it, it worked for you. Can you just explain what recognition of, like, how did that work for you? Well, for me, it was, you know, they explained very clearly to me that, you know, I had 30 years of experience. So I had experience in customer service, front office skills, communication, leadership, um, I had done all of that, but I had no paperwork for it. And so recognition of prior learning is where it offers you the chance to get certification for all of those areas without having to sit in a classroom, to put it in a nutshell. So what you really are doing is that you're you're picking a particular award that you want to go for. So for me, I went for the major award, level six major award in business administration, and that encompassed your communication, your front office skills. And each one of those, you had massive assignments to do and you were posed questions. And um, there was a lot of work, a lot of work involved. But you knew that at the end of each one of those modules, you were going to receive your certification for every one of those areas. Um, And so I was so excited. I have to say I was so excited to hear that there was something there that I could tap into um, and use all of my experience in and that I didn't have to go back into a classroom and learn how to communicate with people or learn how to do customer service. I knew it and I knew it inside out. And that was for me a light bulb moment. And I thought, okay, I haven't been at the books for a long time. I've I've never done an assignment in my life, but I wasn't long learning um, because I was so excited to do it. And I suppose for me as well, as you know, I felt that that was such good news. I wanted to, to share it with my colleagues. I wasn't just going to keep this to myself. So I arranged for Donegal ETB and Siobhan to do a Zoom call with a lot of my colleagues that I work with in branch and in different branches and different individuals. Um, and so many of us signed up that day afterwards for the RPL process. And it just opened up everybody into the world of education again. It empowered us again. And, you know, it, it has been for me uh, the most rewarding process. Um, I did it in, over a period of six months. Um, I'm, I'm the kind of person that wants to get my teeth into something. It's like, just give it, give it your all and keep going. And I was delighted I got all the six modules done with distinction. Um, and I now have that paperwork. And for me, it has led me then to continue to study. And I just finished um, doing um, a special purpose award in training, delivery and evaluation through Donegal ATP. So, I mean, in the space of this 15 months to have the amount of paperwork behind me um, is like a dream, you know, and it's been, it has really kind of taught me that I love the area of teaching, of learning, of helping people along the way themselves um, and giving people courage to go back and do what it is they, they should do because it was fear, I suppose, that held me back for a very, very long time. But once I started to do this, I felt that fear lift and I can't tell you what it has done for me. It sounds to me like you've gained much more than those qualifications that you mentioned. Hugely, hugely. And I think for me, anybody that knows me, you know, I I, I go to work and I do a good job and I'm a perfectionist and 
all of those things. But inside Emer was somebody else waiting to sort of come out. And I feel like that has really done that for me. I've gained huge confidence. And also, I suppose a big thing has been that my children who are teenagers, one about to head into the Leaving Cert cycle, one heading into Junior Cert, can see that it's okay for mommy at 48 to decide to back in the books again. It's okay to, you know, to look and maybe see what else might be available. Um, and they can see also that I'm so passionate now with what the ETB offers that I know I'm not going to be putting serious pressure on them to get these vast amounts of points. I want them to do what it is they want to do. And I realize now that there's a pathway for them, no matter what way they want to go. Yeah, that's such an interesting point to make because, you know, a lot of what we're talking about in these chats that we're having with people is that, you know, further education and training and working with those education and training boards isn't kind of an alternative option to the more traditional like points and grades based um, higher education, but it, that it's like an equal opportunity, that it's there's just so much on offer out there. So much on offer and so much on offer for every age group. And that's what it's taught me. And again, you know, I suppose for people like ourselves in in our particular age group or, you know, if you've been working for a very long time, you know, you might think, well, that wouldn't be for me or I couldn't do that. I now realize I can do that. I can, you know, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) I can be whoever I want. And that's what the education has taught me. And it has taught me about what it is I love doing, where my real strengths are, and also the encouragement that I got along the way. I got huge encouragement from my family from my work colleagues, um, from the ETB. I mean, I just couldn't have asked. So you were never alone. You were never alone. Okay, you might have had to make that first phone call, but you were never alone then after that. Um, and I have to say, I, I would I would be so happy to promote that in, in every, I, I mean, they give out to me now because everywhere I go, I go, why don't you go back to school? Why don't you learn this? And there's... <laughs> I mean, we were just chatting earlier that, um, you know, you were saying you're a fan of the Ashling books that Sarah and I have written. And I can really see one of our characters taking this kind of journey, like, you know, maybe having to change direction in, you know, later in life and maybe going back to school. I'm like, maybe mommy should go back to school. And- it's something that I never thought of, that I never thought of. And now my kids, when I was in doing assignments, were in, you know, they'd be coming in and show me that mum and make me a cup of tea and so proud of me when I get the certification and, um, and they think now I'm cool mommy when usually teenagers don't think I'm the cool mommy. <laughs> You are cool. <laughs> but we we see this again and again that people almost get a, this little taste of further education and it ignites something in them and it's like, well, what can I do next? So what's next for you, Emer? Well, it's an interesting question because I suppose I would never have believed, you know, that that 15 months ago that I'd be here on a podcast with you two fabulous ladies, um, um, have the certification that I have and ETB again have given me great opportunities, you know, to, to look and do a few different things. Um, so I, I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm still in banking. I'm very grateful to be in that job um, and it has provided me and my family with, with a good life. Um, but, you know, I know that there is more there. And so I hope to really progress. I hope to really use these skills again um, and just keep going. I want to keep going. Um, and, and I don't think you've seen the last of me yet. That's all I'd say. <laughs> There's no doubt in our minds that I we feel have. I feel now if anyone is going to bring uh, the trains up to Donegal, it's going to be you. You're a woman with... <laughs> you can do anything you once you've taken your mind to it. I know. I just feel it's just such an empowering thing to do. And education for me was something I, I couldn't access 
when I was that 17, 18 year old for all the reasons and I don't regret any of it. And I always am a firm believer of, you know, when things are meant to happen, they're meant to happen. And I feel like this was the time that it was meant to happen for me. Um, and it's just about making that one phone call. And believe me, when I made that one phone call, as I say, it was like phoning home. It was like, we've got you. This is what we think would be great for you. And let's look at it. And I mean, the support that I received was was immense. So I would I would say to anybody that's thinking, should I make that phone call? Please make that phone call because it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And and then like me, you do one thing and you think, okay, what'll I do next? And what'll I do next? And I am I am there thinking, what will I do next? So well, Emer, that is just a gorgeous story. You're a very inspiring person. Yes. And Sarah keeps slagging me that every person <laughs> we talk to, I'm like, maybe I should go and do something like that. Oh, that's very inspiring. So you'll be bumping into her in the corridors of Letterkenny. You never know. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Emer, thank you so much for joining us today and best of luck with everything in the future. Take care, girls. Lovely to um, speak to Emer there all the way from Donegal. We're going to Donegal on our holidays shortly. So it was nice to... See the hills of Donegal rolling gently in the background. <laughs> yes, um, I think if we're going to get the train to Donegal, Emer is going to be the one who is going to do Definitely. it. Definitely. Not you, Emer, the other The other Emer. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot from those two ladies and I feel like they're like a real embodiment of what all of this further education and training stuff that we're talking about is. Like um, Fiona made a great point that, you know, education isn't linear. And yeah, she can, had quite the journey. Here I go again. She, the, the driving. <laughs> she put teaching into Google Maps and, it, and she slipped into fifth gear. <laughs> <laughs> and Emer said to us that nothing is forever. And, you know, she thought she was in a straightforward, pensionable job in banking. She's still in banking, but she didn't know this incredible detour she was going to take into furthering her education. Detour. detour. Oh, you got me. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on OMG What a Complete Education and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of OMG What a Complete Education. We hope you've learned something new today. And don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more, head on over to etbi.ie to find a path into further education and training or to find details on your local ETB to discover the wide variety of lifelong learning options available right on your doorstep.